Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Off The Crutch. Today's episode is about an invisible disability called Crohn's disease. Now, before I interviewed my guest for today, I did not know much about it. I realized, however, last week, it was Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week on social media. So I felt like it was a very important topic to bring up this week. I was so happy that Kaylin Morford agreed to come on and talk about her journey with this. Kaylin, like myself, is a graduate from Azusa Pacific University in California and works in the Accessibility and Disability Resources Department at the school as an accommodation specialist. Talking about this disease with her was very enlightening for me, and I hope that it is as enlightening for you all as well. So let's just jump right in. So today on the podcast, I have on Kaylin Morford, who, like me, graduated from Azusa Pacific University. How are you doing today, Kaylin? I'm doing great. How are you, Travis? You know, it's just another day in quarantine. Um, yeah, nine, ten months in now. It's really crazy, but I'm sure it's not very much different in California, right? Uh, no, we have been pretty locked down for the most part, but definitely more so than other states. Definitely. And as I mentioned in my intro, you graduated from Azusa Pacific University and you have a very unique job because you work with students who have disabilities on campus, correct? Correct. I do. And I love it. So why don't you talk a little bit about what your job entails and how you got to that job in the first place? Yeah, so I am the accommodation specialist in the Accessibility and Disability Resources Office at ACU. I have almost been in this role for about three years, and I would have never, ever thought that I would be working this job. But once I graduated from ACU, I was looking for my first full-time job, and when I was looking into roles, um, I initially, once I graduated, I was working at Chick-fil-A right across the street from EPU. And a few months into that, I got in a pretty bad car accident. I was totally fine, but it really shook me up. And through that experience, I was like, I feel like life is so precious and I want to do a job that I actually am passionate about. And that's where I feel like it was put on my heart to look into jobs at APU. So I did, and there just so happened to be a temporary position open in the office. So I applied for the um, temporary position, got that, and then eventually it became a full-time role, which I'm still in now. And I feel very grateful to be in that role, especially because as a person with disabilities, I had accommodations from that office. And so now it's cool to be on the behind the scenes end of that and do that same thing for current students at APU. That's cool. It almost sounds like it went full circle for you from being a student who requested accommodations at APU to somebody now who's helping students get accommodations. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool how that all kind of works out. Yeah. And from our discussions from many years ago, 
Um, our relationship has steamed, I think, since 2017. I know that you do a very good job helping students and the people that I've, your bosses that I've talked to, have speak very highly of you. So you do an incredible job at the university. Thank you. That means a lot to me to hear. You mentioned that you have a disability as well. Um, for those of you um, who may not know, uh, Kaylin has Crohn's disease. Why don't you talk a little bit about what that is and how last how much the significance about last week in terms of Crohn's disease? Yeah, so I have Crohn's disease. Like you said, last week was IBD Awareness Week. IBD stands for Inflammatory Bowel Disease. And there are two inflammatory bowel diseases, one of which is Crohn's disease, which I have. The other is ulcerative colitis, or otherwise known as UC. And I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was seven years old. I am now almost 26 years old. So it's been a little over just about 18 years with Crohn's disease. So I feel very confident in my diagnosis. But when I was first diagnosed, I was only seven years old. So it was pretty wild to figure out what it was to look like to be a kid who is chronically ill. But basically what Crohn's disease is, is it is a disease of the gastrointestinal tract. It can affect anywhere from a person's mouth to their anus. So all the intestines in there. The difference for ulcerative colitis is that the disease only affects the colon. Whereas Crohn's disease, it can be more widespread in the GI tract. So for me, I experience it in all different places of my GI tract. So much so that I, a few years ago, had my colon removed. I had my colon removed unexpectedly. And it was, yeah, a pretty big change in my life. But I'm thankful that now I get to be in remission with my ostomy. So I'm very thankful for that. Sure. What are some of the dangers of it not getting treated? Yeah, so... There, fortunately, right now, is a lot of great research happening for IBD to find medication, find cures. Interesting enough, there's many medications that work for rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis that also can be used for IBD. So it's great that those medicines can be multifaceted in that sense. I mean, the symptoms for IBD, if they're left untreated, can be pretty unmanageable. The symptoms are diarrhea, urgency, stomach pain, fatigue, muscle cramps, stunted growth, a lot of different things that can just really get to a point where it's out of control for a patient if they're not getting treated. I have been on pretty much every medication out there that's offered, and it can be hard for a lot of patients to find the medication that works for them or the cocktail of medications that work for them if they're on more than one. But I've, you know, had several years of being in remission with my medication where I'm not showing any or very little symptoms, but I've also had the majority of my time where I've been in the flare, where I'm just jumping from medication to medication. And basically what it feels like is just you're tired all the time. You're feeling really depressed because you're sick all the time. You can't really see people because you just don't have the energy. You're nervous about if you do go out, where's the bathroom going to be? Or you have easy access to the bathroom if you, you know, 
Are you going to have to wait for it? So it's just a lot of anxiety too, of like not knowing what could happen. You know, it's even like going on road trips. Like what if I need to go and we're on the freeway? We, there's no bathroom in sight. There is a lot of overlap with when your symptoms are very bad, then usually your anxiety is heightened as well. So it can be the perfect storm for people if they're not getting the treatment that they need for their uh, physical symptoms, as well as those like mental, emotional symptoms. Mm -hmm. It can be quite a roller coaster. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure that you've dealt with a whole lot of different experiences growing up and trying to, like you said, find the medicine that works in your journey to um, manage your disease. Talk to me a little bit of what last week the significance was in terms of raising awareness of Crohn's disease. Yeah, so the first week of December of every year is IBD Awareness Week. So I always try to hop on my social media and talk about my experience living with Crohn's disease. I feel like it's a privilege to be able to speak about what my experience is with this illness because understandably so, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. A lot of people, you know, it's kind of embarrassing symptoms. You know, things related to poop and bathroom trips can be awkward for people to talk about. I feel very grateful that after living with the disease for so long, honestly, that does not phase me anymore. It's all, it's second nature for me to talk about those things. So, but I understand there are a lot of people that that's uncomfortable for them, especially if they're earlier in their diagnosis. So, it's important to raise awareness so people understand what IBD is. When I was first diagnosed, barely anybody really knew what the disease was. There wasn't many treatment options, but it's been unreal to see that today, like when I tell people that I have Crohn's disease, pretty much always somebody knows somebody else who has it, whether that's their mom or their brother or a cousin, whereas before... I would always have to explain what it is. So it's on one sense, a bummer that more people are getting diagnosed. However, it's a great thing that there's just more awareness about this disease. There's more eyes looking to research, people wanting to research to find better treatment, to find better cures so that people with IBD can live normal, happy lives like everybody else. So that's the significance is raising awareness to the disease so that we can get more research so that we can get hopefully a cure someday, but also just to normalize people living with invisible illnesses, normalize that this is a thing. And, you know, people living with chronic illnesses are wanting the same things as everybody else. They want to be understood just like everybody does. They want to be accepted just like everybody does, despite that their life just looks a little bit different. And the problems that they face sometimes are just a little bit different. Sure. And do you think it's harder for you to manage expectations or interact with people because you have an invisible disability compared to if you were to have a physical visible disability? I would say it is, it has been just a journey in general, grappling with my identity as a disabled person and having that be an invisible disability. I think a lot of times people with invisible disabilities feel like they need to prove that they have a disability or prove that they are not confined to the identity of having a disability. 
And it's hard to find that middle ground of being okay with identifying as disabled, at least for myself. Not everybody would like to identify as disabled and that's totally their own prerogative. But so I would say like there's that there's extra pressure to like communicate disability well, knowing it can be quite nuanced about is it invisible? Is it visible? Is it physical? Is it mental? It's it's just such a large umbrella. So I would say it's it's easy to feel misunderstood as someone with an invisible disability and how we carry ourselves, how we identify as someone who outwardly looks able-bodied, but that may not be the case on our inside. So sure, yeah. Besides the the way you manage it with medicine. From a mental health perspective, what are some ways that you manage your mental health living with Crohn's disease? In general, I'm a big advocate for people seeking out therapy. I think, especially as someone who studied psychology in undergrad, I think everybody can benefit from therapy. For me, I find a lot of my hope and energy to keep going through my friends and family, through community that I have. I feel very grateful that I have a good amount of friends who also have invisible illnesses. And that is not the case for a lot of people. Um, I've met a lot of people who also have IBD or an invisible illness. And I'm the first person that they've met who also has that same story. And I'm grateful to be that person for them. However, it's heartbreaking because I feel very blessed that I know a lot of people that I can reach out to that they just get it. They get what it looks like to live your life with an invisible disability. They get what it feels like to not have people understand that. They get what it feels like to not get what your needs met, whether that's at work, at school, in your friend group. So I look a lot to my friends from a camp called Camp Go Beyond. So it's a camp for kids with IBD, whether that's Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. I started going to that camp when I was seven years old when I was first diagnosed. And then when I was 18, I got to be a counselor and I've been doing that for the past few years. So I've made a lot of great friends through that experience that live with my same disability that have been my biggest supporters. And then when I was at APU, my friend Heather Peck, I met her while we were studying abroad in South Africa. And through that experience, we found out that there was more than one person with invisible illness at APU. And so we just came up with this wild idea to start a club called Strong and invite anybody with a invisible illness, disability, whatever, you know, however they identify, if they felt like they could benefit from a space of meeting other people who are living with a disability or chronic illness to come join us. And that is still a recognized program at APU, even after we've both graduated, but met a lot of great people through there that I now look to for support. So definitely support from friends and family. And then um, also just my faith as someone who loves Jesus. I find a lot of my like hope in understanding that I can relate my disability back to my faith in Jesus and that it has given me like my purpose, my passions and shapes who I am. So although I do still struggle with like anxiety and depression due to just my overall health in general, it does help me to know that like 
through those moments. I know that God brings purpose to that. And so part of that is being able to share my story and be honest and real about everything that it is that I go through, even if it's hard to talk about, because I know that when other people hear it, it gives them permission to share their own story, whether that's living with IBD or anxiety, then they know that they're not alone. So that brings me a lot of hope too, to be able to just make connections with people and make people feel comfortable talking about their situations too. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all that. You know, mm-hmm. I think you are very brave and courageous, even though I'm sure you don't look to be as seen as such because you're just sharing part of who you are. And I know a lot of people who have disabilities, they don't share their story because they want to be seen as brave and courageous. But talking about something that is maybe a little bit taboo is can be tough. And so for you to be sharing your story with others, I'm sure that there will be people listening to this who you know, will maybe want to reach out or research more about Crohn's disease. And I think that you do a very great service to raise that awareness. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll end with this. What is the one thing that you want people to take away from Crohn's disease? Yeah, I think the thing that I would want people to take away once they know about Crohn's disease would be to just know that there's more than what meets the eye to people. Just because someone looks fine on the outside doesn't mean that's the case for them, that they could be, you know, living with an illness, whether or not that's Crohn's disease. Um, but we know that there are many disabilities that are invisible, is that there's just, there's more to somebody, someone's story than when you just initially look at them. Um, And I think with that comes an awareness of um, wanting to just change the conversation around disabilities in general, that I feel very grateful to share my story with people. I feel very grateful that people, you know, tell me that they have found inspiration in my story. Um, However, like, it's just my story. And I don't, I don't find it that inspiring. It's just my life. And Um, When it comes down to it, anybody who is put in my same situation, I think would be quote unquote conquering it in the same ways that I am. Because when it comes down to it, if it's your life, you just live it and you do it. (laughs) Um, So I think it just changes the conversation about disability and that, you know, we all have our own things that we're going through, but it's important to be aware of invisible illnesses and be aware of, you know, when once you're aware of invisible illnesses and disabilities in general, you can't stop thinking about it. So once I learn about new disabilities, anywhere I'm, anytime I'm somewhere, I think about like, is this accessible? So like for Crohn's disease, I think about like, is there an, is there a bathroom here? Like, is it comfortable? Um, you know, in the same way that when we, when I go to a building, I think about like, where's the ramp here? Where's the railing? You know, um, when I watch a video, I think, where are the captions? So it's just one of those things that once you know different disabilities and once you become aware, it's impossible to stop thinking about it, which is both a blessing and a burden. (laughs) Because once you know, then you have the responsibility to speak up about it. So that can become, you know, hard when it's not convenient um, to bring that up to people. 
um, when something's not accessible, but also it is a blessing to be that person that can make a space more welcoming to people. So I would hope that once people are aware of Crohn's disease and how prevalent it is in our country and in our world, that it makes people aware to wanting to speak up about invisible illnesses and how to make things more accessible for people with different types of illnesses and disabilities. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing your story and some tips on recognizing if someone has Crohn's disease and how they can help them in the future. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Caitlin. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot. And in the show notes, I will link to some resources about Crohn's disease. So if anyone is interested in learning more, they have that information.